the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. In this seventh part in our series on growing, we look at sowing and reaping. The main reading is 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Amen. So the last, um, well, since the new year, we've been talking about growing, maturing, and using a lot of, as the Bible uses, a lot of uh, uh, horticultural terms and uh, understanding. We understand that, even if we're not gardeners, we understand how, how the garden works. You've got to go out and weed it. You've got to be diligent. You've, you, if you're lazy, you won't get any crops, or the crops will be smothered by the um, uh, the thorns and the thistles. And it's amazing. You don't have to, you don't have to treat weeds, you or feed weeds. Amazing how they come quite easily, don't they? And uh, like our, that's a great picture of our, ourselves. We have to, and that's what the Bible says, you're, you're always warring against those things that are warring against. But there's a principle in the word that we, uh, we cover tonight, uh, uh, not just a natural principle, a spiritual principple, but even more powerful, an eternal principle. It's the principle of sowing and reaping. And uh, we understand that because even again, even us who don't garden, we know we need to put seeds in the ground for that particular plant to grow. And that plant, whatever seed it is, the plant will come there. There's no, if I plant apple seeds, I'm expecting an apple tree. I won't get a plum tree, will I? Unless I didn't know what the seed was, of course. <laughs> so what you sow, you will reap. And that's understandable. And we just look at that. Just look at the, the, the creation principle that uh, the Lord set in motion. Of course, that's Genesis 1. We maybe talk about the seed again. That's a powerful, lovely picture that the Lord, the Lord uses about the seed. Of course, the word of God and, and, and lots of other metaphors he uses the word seed. But uh, Genesis 8. Genesis 8, 20, 22. And now we're built an altar for the Lord. And took of every clean animal, and every clean bird, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelt the smoothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and a day and night shall not cease. Yeah. So remember the Lord's in control of it all, isn't it? And we, we hear about this and that, and of course we know things are going to get worse in, in, in the sense of... Um, uh, the environment, the climate, because the Bible says there will be signs, amazing signs in the thing. And that we know that. But let me tell you, the Bible says, right, creation principle, while the earth remains cold and, and warm, we get a bit more warm, uh, summer and winter, you know, they're on about this and that. But you, we always see, and I was just reading something in the paper the other day about... Um, uh, back about 30 years ago, they said, oh, we, a particular place, it might be Britain, we'll never have snow again. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's man's ideas, isn't it? But again, remember, God is in control. But the principle is there. Seed time and harvest will always remain. And that's the natural principle. We understand that. We can, we got it in our minds now. 
The, the, the Lord says, now this is exactly the same in the spiritual. What you sow, you will reap. Let's, let's make sure we are on the right track. You see, Dave, that sounds interesting. Let's find what God got to say. Galatians 6, 7 to 10. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So he's very clear, isn't it? Now, he said, do not be deceived. See, that, that the world would say, you can do as you like, please yourself, and there's no repercussions. And there's no consequences. But the Bible is very clear, there's severe consequences. Not just in this life, but certainly eternally. And um, uh, we, we know the, um, the old saying, we sow a thought, we reap an act. We sow an act, we reap a habit. We sow a habit, we reap a character. We sow a character and we reap a destiny. A story of an MP many years ago, one of the lords, as they were then, and um, uh, he got caught up in some uh, dodgy dealings, and he ended up in prison. And because uh, he, he, had, he had he had a little bit of uh, you know he knew people, so he ended up uh, sewing mailbags. That's what he used to do in those days. And uh, uh, one of the guards uh, said, "Oh, so and so, Lord, I say, Lord, well, I can't remember his name, Holdsworth. Lord Holdsworth, I see you sewing." There, he said, no, he said, I'm reaping. I'm reaping. And uh, he could see he was reaping the rewards of what he'd sown. And um, that is an interesting principle because the Bible says very clearly, right through the Old Testament, that statement, there's no peace for the wicked. Um, In 1 Corinthians 6, he's talking about our bodies, the temple of the Spirit. And he said, be careful, look after them. Look after them. And he said, immorality. He said, there was one thing about sexual immorality that's different from any other sins, he said. He said, those other sins are outside the body, but immorality is against your own body. And you will reap that. So we see in our, in our culture today, um, what we call ST, sexual transmitted infections, diseases, used to call them, are through the roof. Why? Because the Bible is very clear. Now, he says, that, do, do not be mocked. Um, uh, do not deceive, God is not mocked. That means to stick your nose up in it. Poo-poo, you know. We can poo-poo God's word, but it'll always find it. And we, we look at the statistics, we look at the facts, and we see it there before us. We reap what we sow. So we, 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 we said many years ago, family wasn't that important, although now they're saying it is important. Um, it's not that important, so there's a breakdown of marriage. We made everything easy. Come and go. Well, yeah, you can, if you live together, you can just get this and that and all these kind of things. And marriage breaks down, the family breaks down. And so now we have a society where kids, well, you don't know where they are. Security is gone. Mental health is through the roof. Yeah. Uh, love, love, they don't understand what love is, just a feeling and a physical act. There's no such the solidity and, and all those kind of things. So we will reap what we sow. Um, uh, Proverbs 22, 8 to 9. He who sows iniquity will reap sorrow, and the rod of his anger will fail. 
You as a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives of his bread to the poor. You sow iniquity. That remember that iniquity is is that bent that we that that we all have. If we sow to that, the Bible said you will reap vanity, emptiness, sorrow, distress, toil, hardship, nothingness. So it's a it's a, it's a really deep word. And, and if you sow into that, that's why the Bible says, "Any give no." We read it on Sunday. Give no thought or forethought to the flesh. To the lust thereof. Don't give it any thought. Don't give it any traction. Because we know, give it, a, give it a foothold, it'll become a stronghold. And uh, it is interesting that you always reap more than you sow. True, isn't it? Put one seed in, what do you get? A plant with many, many seeds. Um, and we forget that. Sometimes we, we belittle sin, we belittle the flesh. But let me just say, you'll always reap more than you, you sow. Hosea 8. Uh, again, many people have used this statement, but 8, 7 to 8. Hosea, I think that's you, Josh. They sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. They, they stalk, uh, their stalk has no bud. It shall never produce meal. It should produce aliens would swallow it up. Israel is swallowed up. Now they are among the Gentiles, like the vessels in which is no pleasure. They sow to the wind. And they reap the hurricane, they reap the tempest. And where Israel should have been separate, elevated, looked up to, uh, uh, you know, admired because of what God was doing with them, the Bible said they were swallowed up by the Gentiles. And for many, many years until God brought them out now slowly, um, uh, uh, little by little. But that's what happens. We sow to the wind, we reap the whirlwind. Someone said, uh, many Christians, remember that Galatians 6 is, is to Christians. Not non-saved. That's an interesting. He's talking to the, to the believers there. But there's someone said this. Many people um, spend six days a week sowing their wild oats and come to church and pray for crop failure. <laughs> and pray for crop failure. Isn't that true enough? People live as they like, live as they like for six days and then think one day they can, the Lord will just bypass all that. No. 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 And uh, he, he said, that's why he says, do not be deceived. What you sow, you will reap. That's why he said, now sow right. Sow into righteousness. Proverbs 11, 18, 19. A wicked person earns deceptive wages, but the one who sows righteousness reaps a sure reward. Truly the righteous attain life, but whoever pursues evil finds death. Sow into righteousness and get a great reward, a true reward. Um, thankfully, the Bible doesn't uh, sort of overlook or cover over those areas, does it? Uh, of those people we see, those people who've sown and they've re reaped or reaped. Reap. Um, we see Lot, we just talked about Lot the other day in UCB. We see Lot where, he, again, he did everything wrong. His motives, his, his heart was fleshly. Um, he should have uh, allowed Abram to choose, but Abram, again, a man of faith, not of the flesh. But he said, yeah, and, he, and the Bible says he looked at that place and it looked good. It looked good. It looked easy. And he went there. And dear me, in that moment, he would not have known what he would have reaped in a few years. And he would, I, I wonder how much he would have regretted and wanted to turn back the clock and change his decision. 
And that's why the Bible gives us very clear. He opens people's lives up before us to show us, if you sow, you will reap. Even David, the man after God's own heart, sowed into his flesh and he reaped. Even though he repented, there was a reaping in his family. There was a decay in his family. And we see goodness knows what. And we see his, his uh, one son raping his sister. And, oh, dear, dear, dear. And we see rebellion in the house. Why? Because he sowed it to the flesh. We forget. I think we do forget how, how powerful and how we, we just limit it to our thinking. But that's why he said, don't be mocked. There's a spiritual uh, dimension to our, our lives. That's why we, we've got to sow in every area of our lives into the spirit. Why? Because sin has knock-on effects. That's why uh, there, there's, there's, there's that heritage isn't it, in some families of sin. And we forget that. We, we sometimes overlook that. And that's why the Bible says, be very careful. And I love the, the, uh, when he's talking to Timothy. Timothy, um, that sincere faith that was in your grandmother, that was in your mother, I see in you. And all, all the legacy that we should leave is a faith legacy because we've sown into that. We've sown into that. So we sow into righteousness. Sow into righteousness. Um, and we... Out of that, we get a, a, a great reward and life itself. Life itself. Hosea 10. We read this the other day and it's still as good as ever. Hosea 10. <coughs> so righteousness for yourself. Reap the fruit of unfailing love and break up your unplowed <coughs> ground. For it is time to see the Lord until he comes and show us his righteousness upon you. But you have planted wickedness, you have reaped evil, you have eaten the fruits of deception, because you have depended on your own strength and on your many warriors. See, very lots of stuff going on there. He said, so righteousness, how do we do that? Seek the Lord. In seeking the Lord, what are we saying? We need you, Lord. We are dependent on you. He said, but you've, you've, reap, you've ripped, uh, reaped wickedness, because you relied upon yourself and relied upon your warriors. And you've sown, you've, you've sown wickedness and you've reaped it. And uh, that's what happens. We reap what we sow. And that's why he says, now be careful. Sow righteousness and you will reap mercy. That lovely word, hesed again, which is that beautiful all-round word, isn't it? Hesed. Um, walk and you will seek and you will find righteousness. Again, the, the back end of that, no peace for the wicked. Again, that word peace is not just um, that inner calm. It's the, it's the Hebrew word shalom, which is, which is a beautiful word. It just doesn't mean uh, peace. It means wholeness, health, wealth, our all. It's, it's, it's an encompassing word, shalom. And he said there's no shalom, wholeness and health and wealth, well-being with wickedness. He said, now sow into righteousness and you will get life itself. Life itself. Psalm 97. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Light and joy when you sow into righteousness. Righteousness is God's character, God's ways, God's will, God's word. So, of course, when we become a Christian, 
God gives us his righteousness, isn't he? The Bible says, the word is lovely word, impute. He, take, he looks at our bank account and my bank account, empty towards him, in fact, in big debt. Mm. See, what he does, he takes his righteousness, his credit, and puts it in my bank account. He imputes it. He clothes me with a garment of, of righteousness, takes the filthy rags, and he clothes. Now, that's impute. That's what we get when we get saved. But the Bible tells us to pursue righteousness. Why? Because we are his. And if there's no pursuing of righteousness, we've got to then question, are we his? Because he is righteous and we are born of him. His seed is within us. Therefore, we begin to reflect him. And uh, we, we pursue right. He said to Timothy, didn't he? Flee, flee this world, flee all these other things. Pursue righteousness. Pursue righteousness. There's a diligence. There's a, an eagerness. Why? Because we want to be like the Lord. Because we are his children. So there's, there's, and, there, and then, then what happens, it not just imputed righteousness, there's an imparted righteousness. As we open ourselves up more to him, we become more like him. We see as he does. We see wickedness as he does. We see sin as he does. We don't minimize it. We don't uh, overlook it. We see it as it is, and we are, we are, we are grieved as he is. Righteousness. So there's that, that, that principle of sowing into righteousness or into the flesh, into the spirit, we'll come back in a minute, or into what I want to do. Now, it's far greater than that, isn't it? Because then he, he, he takes that principle and he applies it to everyday things. And he applies it to money, finance, time, effort, tithes. He, he applies it to that. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9. 2 Corinthians 9. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. But God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result result in thanksgiving to God. It's an amazing, amazing bit of scripture, that. Because what he links giving financially to the blessing of God and, and everything else, isn't he? In fact, he says, isn't he, in, in the Gospels in Luke, he said, if I can't trust you with money, with, with that which is in your pocket, don't expect God to trust you with those greater gifts, his spiritual gifts. So it is so powerful. We sow sparingly, we will reap sparingly. Bountifully, there's, there's an attitude of the heart. Remember, we go back to just a month ago, everything we have is the Lord's. So there's, there's a bounty in our heart. And he says, cheerful giver, readiness of mind, prompt to do it, willingness, even hilarity. And you see, God is no man's debtor. You give, and, God, and God's got a bigger shovel than us, isn't he? Give it, give it, give it. And you know, you, you'll notice, 
you say, well, I don't understand it. Do anyone understand how it works? Go and understand how it works. But you know, you, you, you plow it into the kingdom of God. He says to Mal- in Malachi, doesn't he? Look, he said, test me in this. Prove me. Bring it all in and see what I'll do. I'll rain down from heaven so much that you will not contain it. See, God, God loves to, to show. Prove him. Prove him. Sowing and reaping. The bounty of the Lord is ours. If we will just say, Lord, you, you see a need, meet it. Open your eyes to see the need and uh, pour into the kingdom of God. That's why, as I said many times, I make sure this year, and the tax year coming up now, um, I make sure I give more than I did last year. Just as a principle of, of plowing more into the kingdom. Um, why? Because that's God's word. God's heart is to give more. To, to, uh, and not leave anything behind. Bless the Lord. <laughs> Listen to what God says. This is what Jesus says. Luke 6. Luke 6, 38. Given it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will put into your bosom. It's a great, great verse, isn't it? Give, and it shall be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Again, what do they do with the corn? Or the wheat? They put it into the sack. Do they leave it there? No, no, they shake it up. So you get more in it. Compact down. And he says, this is what the Lord do. You give, and I give. Shaking together, running over, and it, into your hands. Well, I can't, I can, my hands are not very big, but I go, no, no, into your lap. You can catch more there, can't you? Into your lap. Oh, bless the Lord. Principle, giving, sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. I love the, the story of Isaac. The Bible says Isaac sowed seed. First time, I think, the mention of sowing seed, Isaac. The Bible says he received the same year a hundredfold because the Lord found, he found favor with him and the blessing of God came upon him. Bless the Lord. Ah, God's good, isn't he? God is good. Sowing and reaping. Be, let's be faithful in our sowing, not just in the, but with his word as well. Psalm 126, 5 to 6. Those who sow with tears will reap the songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return the songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Sow in tears. Um, over the word that's been sown. And again, I suppose the, the, the question as we, we talked about in the Sunday, reproving and rebuking each other and challenging each other, when was the last time we really wept? We really wept over the word as was sown into people's lives. Our families, every one of them has heard God's word. Some of them have sat under it for years. Lord, help us to sow, over, sow tears over those, over those words. Um, and, and keep doing that. The devil would say, again, the principle of, of Galatians 6 is, do not be weary. Don't give up. The devil would say, give up. Your sowing hasn't come to anything. But in that principle there, do not be mocked. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. We reap what you sow. And then after that, he says, do not be weary in doing good. Keep going. Keep going. 1 Corinthians 15, he says the same, doesn't he? Be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For your work in the Lord is never in vain. Never in vain. The principle. Someone said this. Uh, one of the old Puritans. 
a bit of stickability about him, John Brown. Many Christians are like children. They would sow and reap the same day. It's easy to become tired of sowing and be anxious for the harvest. And the devil would whisper in our ears, would he? Dave, you've sown a lot. And look, what have you read, reaped? You've sown a lot. Many people have heard your word. You know, you, you've, you've done this, you've done that. But where are our tears to flood those, flood those, uh, uh, those, that soil where the seed has been um, uh, planted? And we see Jesus weeping, don't we? Uh, we read many things about Jesus, but we see him weeping, weeping over Jerusalem, weeping when he went to Lazarus's tomb. Lots of reasons why he wept. It was his friend. He was empathetic with the people. But really, he was, we he was weeping because of their unbelief and because of what sin had done with the, with the world. And, and that sin brings death. Brings death. And uh, maybe a few other reasons why. But he, he, he cried. He wept. He wept over uh, Jerusalem, didn't he? So, sowing with tears. Being faithful in ministry. Uh, Mark 4, 26. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should not and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in a sickle because the harvest has come. Amen. He doesn't know how it works. It's an amazing, isn't it? We put a seed in, the plant comes up, and now we can, we can look at the biology of that, and um, we can maybe... But it's amazing, isn't it? It is truly amazing. If you were to take an acorn and say, and you look at that oak tree next to it, and say, from that acorn, that oak tree is going to grow. If we didn't know it was true, you would say to me, you're off your head, Dave. You're simple, isn't it? Uh, but that's the print. That's the principle, and, and the devil would whisper. Now you don't sow into the spirit. So, so, so. Why? Because you never know that little acorn that you sown will produce. It will produce because God says it will. So we sow God's word, and we are diligent to that, and make sure that when a harvest is barren, we need to again have a little look. Haggai says you've so much, but you haven't reaped. You're putting clothes on, but you're cold. You, 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 you've got vineyards, but you, you've got nothing to drink. He said, you, you've got wages, but your purses have got holes in them. That was a mouse, I think. Holes in, holes in purses and certain pockets. Um, he said, why? You've neglected my house. Your house, your houses are all well panelled and everything's all there, But my house is desolate. He said, what are you doing? What is more important, my house or where you live? See, where I live is going to come and go and I'll be gone. But the house of the Lord, in the Old Testament, was going to be there for next generation after generation. He said, sowing, sowing and making sure that was right. Be diligent, be diligent. Ecclesiastes, interesting book, Ecclesiastes 1 to 6. Cast thy bread upon the waters. For thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven, and also to eight. For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south, or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, 
there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand, for they, thou knowest not whether they shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. In the morning and the evening, so, so righteousness. What he again? He's, he's a principle. This is a this is a daily thing. It's a daily walk. Remember, we talked about our walk. A daily walk with him. It's every day walking with the Lord. Spend and being a, a witness, being a testimony in the morning, in the night. Who knows? But then he says in verse four there, if you if you're looking at the wind, if you're looking at the rain, you will not sow. You will not reap. If you're looking at circumstances, if you're looking at, at anywhere but the Lord. You will not be producing, and you will not be doing what the Lord's asked you to do. Of course, the devil loves us to get our eyes off the Lord, onto this or that or circumstances, and of course, in that in that instance, it was the weather, <laughs> and and anything else, the the environment, the circumstances, as opposed to the Lord. Keep our eyes on Him, and we will be continually, day by day, sowing in the morning, in the evening, by our very life. We are salt and we are light. So he said, be careful, be diligent, sow in the morning, sow in the Who knows? Who knows what is going to um, uh, bear fruit? And um, sometimes we think, and of course, I wonder if I do that. I wonder if I say that. I wonder if I help them there. Will that be, look, do it. Do it. The Lord's prompting you, do it. Why? Because who knows? Who knows? That little seed, that little seed. And of course, again, remember, the harvest is the Lord's. I planted, Paulus watered, God gives the increase. God gives the increase. There's, there's that, that chain, chain reaction, that chain effect, where I meet someone and share the gospel. Oh, I just meet someone, they know I'm, I'm a Christian. Someone else will come along and, and, and speak into their lives. So, so be diligent and be faithful. Why? Because the Lord uh, is working. To, um, John 4, John 4, 34, 38. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look into the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now the reaper draws his wages. Even now he harvests the crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. So remember, my sowing is not just for now. It's if the Lord tarries, it's for next generation, isn't it? He said, you, you, you were reaping what you've not, you've not done the hard work, he said. Other people have gone before you and done the hard work. Now we may think, oh, this is hard work, where's the fruit? Who knows? I remember Bonky saying, uh, when he was having, you know, the Lord was mightily moving. He said, "He said, this is the blood of the martyrs." He said, "Livingstone, I, I'm going on the back of what Livingstone has sown, because Livingstone had very few, very few converts. Livingstone, but Bonky understood this principle of sowing and reaping. He said, "Look, I'm reaping what someone already have, have laboured hard for this." He said, 
So we, we are leaving a legacy, sowing, sowing, sowing. Now we give up at our peril, don't we? That's the principle in, again in Galatians 5. We, we give up at our peril, sowing and reaping. I just read a story about uh, two missionaries who had gone to uh, Africa, um, Equatorial Guinea, I think it was. Um, and they left six believers. They, had to, they weren't there that long, but they were ill. They had to come home. They left six believers behind. And they thought, well, oh, we're not, I don't know, should, what should we? And two years later, they were going back and they were thinking, I don't know what, what we're going to expect, if anything. Perhaps it's just all fizzled out. That's what we think, don't we? But these six Christians met week by week, day by day, praying, Bible studying, witnessing faithfully to their neighbours, and they were known as Jesus, Jesus men. And on the 25th anniversary of the organisation, 7,000 people assembled for a communion service, uh, where three, uh, Af three African ministers uh, you, you did it, and 24 native elders distributed the uh, bread and bread and the, and the wine. Amazing, amazing. You see, it's God's word, isn't it? Now, left to us, left to us, we think, oh. remember, what we are sowing is God's. It's living, it's active, it's powerful. And that's why he said to Timothy, now be careful of what I'm giving to you, what you've seen, heard from me, put into faithful people. Why? Because they will then teach others the principle of sowing and reaping and sow into our spirit that's why god's word sows into our spirit it, it feeds our spirit baptizing all his word that's why he said speak in tongues regularly why because that feeds your spirit it builds up your spirit he said my mind's on exercise but my spirit is built up and of course, again, in Galatians 6, he's talking about um, sowing into the Spirit. You've only got to look back. Remember, we always look at the verses around Galatians 5. We understand Galatians 5, that living by the Spirit, listening to the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, keeping in step with the Spirit, produces the fruit of the Spirit. Otherwise, he said, that the, the uh, fruit of the, the flesh is obvious. And he, he lists all those. It's all to do with me, I, my, I'm going my own way, doing my own thing. He said that will reap corruption. So tonight, let's sow. Sow personally into our spirit. Into our spirit. Watch what we're doing. Don't sow into the flesh. Give it no thought. Or, I, oh, David, I like doing this. It feels good. All those statements, I think it's okay. As soon as you say any of those, bang, cut it off. Because <laughs> we know it's going to reap corruption. Lord, what do you think? What do you, what do you say? I'm sowing it in the Spirit. It's time with Him. Led of Him. Be, get filled with the Spirit. Begin. If we are, we need to speak in tongues daily, regularly. The devil would stop us. Keep our mouths closed. He would sometimes, wouldn't he? Open it up. If you're on your own, you can shout, bless the Lord. Uh, maybe not too loud. Next door neighbours might get a bit excited. But bless the Lord. Praise Him. Sow into the Spirit. Because the Bible says that will reap life. Eternal life. Joy. Fruit. The fruit of the Spirit. Don't sow into the flesh because it will reap corruption. And thankfully the Bible is, doesn't always gives us those, doesn't it? Uh, uh, right through the Bible you can pick up all those. And I think a soul he sowed into his flesh. Gehazi, didn't he? Oh, we should have had some money off him. We should have had some money off him. 
He said, I'll go and find him and we'll have some money of him. Uh, but interesting, it, it wasn't to share, it was to keep, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't to share, it was to keep for himself. And uh, Elisha said, where have you been? Yeah. He said, oh, I've been anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, isn't it amazing how we can twist, twist things? I've been anywhere. Elisha said, I, I was there with him. He said, when he got down off the, off the chart, I was there, he said. And now, just that simple sowing into the flesh reaped corruption and uh, that leprosy fell on him and uh, we see that his ministry of having a double portion of Elisha's was bankrupt and was shipwrecked why because he sowed into the flesh that's how that's why Jesus says didn't he if your hand causes you to sin cut it off if your eye causes you to sin gouge it out what you see what you do what you where you go where your foot feet powerful why? Because in eternity we will understand this principle, powerful principle. We understand it in nature, understand it in our in our personal lives, and we'll understand it in eternity. Mighty, we'll understand. That's why we'll say, "I wish I'd done a bit more. Wish I'd prayed like you, Lord. I wish I'd sown more. Wish I'd spoken more. Wish I'd been more like you." Ah, thankfully, today is the day, isn't it? Now is the day where we can live it out. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.